Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How are you? Uh, Good morning, Jeff. I'm doing all right. It's Monday. It is. Monday fun day or something like that. I don't know. But it's a Sunday day out. Yes. A little crisp, little crisp day outside. Yeah. Yeah, I'm digging it. Doing all right? Uh, Pretty good. Yeah. Not Mm -hmm. terrible. Um, (laughs) I guess that's a good thing. Always. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So this week, my uncle's supposed to be coming in from California. Okay. And so I was thinking maybe he'd just stay a day or two, but two weeks. Two weeks. Not sure how that's going to work out, but we'll make it do what it do. (laughs) But um, hadn't seen him in forever. Yeah. (laughs) Like years. Like, I think the last time I talked to him may have been last year. Okay. So should be interesting. (laughs) Always. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, this week, caught up on Batwoman, Black Lightning, their painkiller spinoff, which was actually pretty interesting. I just hope the rest of the season for Black Lightning is good, so that way it'll keep people interested to see what they do with painkiller. Yeah. yeah. It's very okay. important. Yeah. Uh, kind of saw where most of their money went, which was this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. But yeah, um, it'll be interesting. Okay, cool. So hopefully it gets picked up. Right on. I we had a so Grayson had dance competition last night. Hmm. Yeah, uh, so we drove Chattanooga for anybody that's not Nashville area or familiar with Nashville area. Chattanooga is about an hour and a half, about ninety minute drive. There's some about three really big hills that you on the way there go down yeah and just one that you go up but it's it it it, it makes your brakes want to scream actually the, or grumble 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 that's <laughs> more my kind of sound like your ears too <laughs> yeah i i'm just like like i don't like it doesn't bother me i just don't have a whole lot of faith in in, in all that so but yeah. Uh, so I just I always that's the one time you'll see me get over to the right lane and slow down to the slowest, you know what I feel is com- comfortable. Everybody else can go around. I don't even care. Right. Not hurting my feelings. But yeah, uh, I hate. I don't like the drive, but it's not near as bad as the drive to Gatlinburg because it's still even more hilly and even worse incline, steep inclines, and it's yeah. just. It's god awful. Um, anyways, we uh, so we drove down about one and got or two, I guess. And and uh, since they're an hour ahead, you know, they we had to wait for almost an hour and um, before we could even get in. And it was in this big, beautiful theater, like an actual where they host have like musicals and stuff, not just a not just some conference room with a stage, you know. So it's or convention not conference convention room uh area where they have a stage so they uh it was 
nice. I mean, it was well done. It it just sucked because they didn't go on till like six thirty, almost seven. It didn't. We didn't get done till almost ten o'clock. Uh, of course, that's ten o'clock Eastern, so nine o'clock here. And then you know, drive back. We didn't get home until eleven p.m. last night, but both kids slept for the majority, like ninety percent of the trip. So. But you did some time travel, so that's cool. Yes, always. Um, <clears throat> and I was able to. I don't think I, I don't think I mentioned this last week. So you know how I listen to audiobooks and everything, <laughs> and I'd been waiting. So I finally had been waiting on uh, former President Obama's latest book. Yeah. So it finally came in, twenty nine hours long. I was like, bro, I love listening to you talk, but I don't know if I want to hear you talk for 29 hours. Right. Also, I don't know how I'm going to listen to 29 hours in 14 days. Because there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to renew it because everybody else is going to have it on hold. Right. So if I don't finish, I'm going to have to wait till it comes back around. And then, uh, so yeah, I've got three and a half hours left and it's due back, I think, tomorrow or Wednesday one. Yeah. I think I could do it. We're going to see. And maybe staying up late listening to an audio book just so I can finish it. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good so far, though. It's it's interesting. You learn a lot. Uh, it goes all the way back from him running for Congress, or I mean running for Senate, to everything up to uh, elections, both his election, midterm election, all the crises that uh, went on during that time period things you may have forgotten about and you're like, Oh okay, yeah, I almost forgot about that happened yeah. then. And then, uh, you know, the decisions he made, he's fairly humble. He's fairly humble. Um, you know, like this is what we made, you know, we, this is what we felt was the right decision at the time with the information we were given, blah, blah, blah. Some he points out, he's very quick to point out, um, when he's being, you know, uh, Things that he's done where he felt that he was a little too cocky and arrogant. Um, but he was willing to admit that. You know, it's some people don't even want to admit when they're doing that. Uh, but it was, it's been a good listen. And, you know, you kind of learn a lot of how things, you know, how everything functions within trying to make deals with the other party and trying to get deals made. How, you know, basically his, uh, his work life, you know, his work balance with family and and all that and basically all the stuff that, you know, uh, first lady had to do with as far as like raising the kids, even before they were elected president and everything. Yeah. Um, just how much she took on as a working mom and then uh, first lady and everything else. It's and basically what the kids were going through during that time. It's pretty interesting and very insightful um it's worth a listen um really i don't think you're really if you're a fan or not um of him i think it'd still be worth a listen just to hear how things work you know as far as uh the job of the president and also the job of the other staff members and you know how hard they try to work with other parts especially in the military it goes into a lot of things he had to uh try and compromise on with military and 
stuff like that. So, yeah. Anyways, um, I, I've been enjoying it, uh, listening to it. So that's uh, that's what I've been. <laughs> that's what I've had going on and covering, trying to get through all of these Oscar nominations. <clears throat> uh, if you're part of our Facebook fan group, then you know that I've been posting the as many of these short films that were available either on YouTube or wherever. Um, I've been posting them on our page so that you can have a chance to watch them too. <clears throat> out of all the one we'll get into this in our oscar um special oscar episode but <clears throat> i do want to point out that i think out of all the ones i watched my favorite one the one i kind of tell people they should watch because it's the one fun thing to watch in this out of all of these is a short short animated film called yes hyphen people it's scandinavian it's on youtube it's eight minutes long and basically the only word that's ever uttered in the entire thing is yes. But, and it's got, it has uh, subtitles, but you don't, re- I mean, it's they're repeating the same word. Right. And it's great how they say yes, because it comes out as yow like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really funny just hearing that. Um, and it's, and because it's these various different, groups of people in different situations and uh you just see them just see how they go through the motions and especially this elderly couple that is what cracks me up the most and they all kind of wind up i think living in the same uh like apartment area and it's just it's it's a hoot i i really enjoyed it so i would i know it's i hope it wins but i don't think it will i Anyways, we'll get into that yeah. in, in our special episode. But I really, that was the one that just kind of gave me some joy out of all the, <laughs> out of all the more serious things we've I've had to watch recently. Um, so yeah, uh, real quick, coming up on Thursday uh, is the Independence Film Independent Spirit Awards, which basically is just more focused on independent movies not movies that were put out by like warner brothers or universal but you know but more the uh kind of like the a24 crowd and focus and some of those smaller uh some of the smaller companies uh what i found interesting i mean nomadland still considered an independent film uh, so it's getting a lot of nominations. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom as well, which is weird because if it's put out by Netflix, I don't see how that's. But whatever. Um, but I guess then again, No Madeline got put out by Hulu. But I don't know. I don't know how they do that. Uh, yeah, unless Netflix was just distributor and then the company behind it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like Minari's also nominated First Cow, which I still have been meaning to watch. I think it's on Showtime or HBO One. And I've been meaning to watch that one. And then the uh, movie I discussed in a previous episode called Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, about the uh, teenager that uh, is pregnant and goes through uh, her and her best friend basically sneak out, not really necessarily run away, but they leave without telling her parents um, because she's going off to... She's having to be taken so she can have an abortion. Uh, 
Um, anyways, that one's nominated for multiple awards, uh, which is good because I'm very happy because that I mean, is great movie. It's depressing as I'll get, but it's beautifully acted and shot and everything else. So yeah, that one's coming up Thursday, and I'll kind of in Sound of Metal is getting nominated. Promising Young Woman. I mean, all that stuff. Palm Springs. Uh, what a nominations for Miss Juneteenth. And um, let's see here. But yeah. Um, so there's a lot of good things. You know, we'll see. I can't wait to see how that comes out. And uh, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Probably about the same time we talk about the Oscars, which will be Sunday. So, when you get into the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier recap for this week, <laughs> it started. It started the way I figured it felt it would, based on the um, mid-season sneak that they released. Yeah. So I was like, oh, starting off with a with a bang, <laughs> yep. basically. Um, another. It's a heavy episode. Not it just is. with the action, but more about what the some of the backstory. Yeah. We see a little we learn a little more about Isaiah Bradley's character and yep. what how he fit ties in everything and it just another good another solid episode. It just It is. Solid acting yeah. by the entire cast. I mean, one of the reasons why you hate um John Walker's ep- um character <laughs> is because he's it's brilliantly acted by Wyatt Russell. Yeah. So, you know, props to him for because I think it's one thing you hate a villain so much that you like. So my grandmother, God bless her. They watch, she, she will dislike an actor just because <laughs> she will dislike an actor and not really want to see anything that that actor or just say he drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. If he's in a movie, if this actor is in a movie in which like, so basically my, uh, my grandparents watched uh, Three Fugitives with Nick Nolte, Martin Short, and a little girl. Where they went and robbed banks, and I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it. But Martin Short plays such a such a doofus. I mean, it's Martin Short, but you know yeah. he's obviously the comic relief in it. And after watching that movie, my grandmother did not like Martin Short. He's <laughs> such an idiot. I'm like. He's an actor. That's just a part. That's yeah. kind of his thing. It's like you can't really dislike an actor just because you know the role they play. Because they're just—I mean, it's not really them. True. This has been 20, 20 almost thirty years ago. You know when she kind of—I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, all right. It's like I—I I, I said, but it's kind of silly though. But, you know, she also watched, I think we watched Interspace with her, too, you know, growing up. You know, he's kind of a doofus in that one, too, but yeah, that's just kind of what he plays. Reluctant, reluctant hero, almost, at times. Yeah. You know, between Interspace and Three Amigos. Um, yeah, I remember Three Amigos. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so she's just like, oh, I, I can't stand it. He's such an idiot. <laughs> like just a movie 
But anyways, it just means that he did a really good job acting because he, you know. And same thing, same could be said. Like for me, Gary Oldman's been that character for me. Like for the longest time, I did not like him. And it was just because he was so good at what he did. Right. And when I finally got over that and realized that, no, he's just really good at what he does, you know, there's no, there was no reason for me to dislike him. True. So now I'm like, I will watch it, you know, practically anything he's in because he's amazing. Yeah. I feel uh, like some folks just have a hard time separating the character from the actor. Yeah. And that could be dangerous because, yep. you know, he's, you know, Wyatt Russell's received death threats which is like nuts yes but um yeah i mean that's i mean this is probably the most hated character of anything that i've seen in a while yeah but not the person but that, right. as far as the yeah, character yeah. he's playing and um you know you see his journey like for like a split second you might feel sorry for him but then he does some stuff you're just like i still yep. don't like him i don't like him i'm not, not gonna like him he maybe even have a complete you know turnaround Eh, still don't like him because I remember what yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know, but I appreciate the the performance for sure. Oh yeah, it's and then eight. you know, next episode we'll see how far he goes because he's just like I am Captain America, so we'll see just how far he's willing to go to prove that. Which right. of course, if you got to say it, you're not <laughs> exactly just like yeah. the memes you posted and the ones I've shared also. Yep, it's like I am, <laughs> I am Captain America. I am Steve Rogers. I am. But see, that's the that's Captain the difference. America. I am a kid from Brooklyn. I am. Just right. You've never saw. I've never. I never recall him saying I'm Captain America. Yeah. Usually people calling him Cap, right. but yeah. he's always been Steve Rogers, no matter what, yeah. in or out of the suit. So. Yep. Well, you so, know, yeah. he could do that all day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then other, and you know, John Walker could do it for a little bit. Yeah, just <laughs> just for a little while. Right. Yeah, I might need a break in between now, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me catch my breath, you know. Well, I contemplate but, the fact that they weren't even super soldiers. <laughs> but, you know, that opening sequence was pretty darn good. I was just like, man. Yes. First nine minutes, I'm all for. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I timed it. And I was like, wow, that first nine minutes was intense. Yes. And then. And, um, It did seem like Bucky was holding back. Oh, because he, he could have. Yeah. If yeah. he wanted to. He's trying to do better. He's trying to re- yeah. he's still trying to rehabilitate himself. Yep. So, yep. yeah. No, I, and that's, and it's, because you, it, it's portrayed, like, it's portrayed on screen that way. I mean, very well. Like, it's, it's very noticeable. It's like, Bradley, why are you holding your, you know, you're pulling back your punches. <laughs> right. Like, you're, you're holding back a little bit. So, but no, yeah. it's, it's very good. I'm. I hate that the next episode's the last episode. But what got me was the, you know, when John was like, y'all don't want to do this. And Bucky's like, yeah, we do. And you see Sam like, come on, bro. I'm like the only non-super soldier here. That's, yeah. that's, like, that's not do- <laughs> I, Actually, I took it as, oh, so we're doing this? Oh, okay. Yes, we are. All right. I was going to talk. That's my strong suit. And then go, <sighs> let's do this. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But yeah. Well, Hopefully I've, the next one is actually. Cause I thought this one was supposed to be sixty-one minutes. Yeah. I might yeah. may have meant this next one, but right. Well, it's close. I mean, it's coming it in. It was forty-two it minutes. Out. Yeah. Was so it? I was like, I thought yeah. It was, it was the like, shortest one this season. I was like, oh, it's weird, but it felt it felt longer. Yeah. Well, not in a bad so, way. So my dumb, my my idiot self, I'm like, all right, credits. It's never been anything else. I'm 
click click an X and then I went to work. And the next day, one of my coworkers goes, "Did you notice the mid? What you think about the mid credit scene?" I'm like, "What the hell do you mean a mid credit scene?" He goes, yeah. "Yeah, there was one." I go, "Seriously, the one time I don't go all the way through the credit." It's, yeah. it's like, all right, I'll go back and watch. I said, I'll go back and watch it in a little bit. He's like, yeah, basically it's just blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, I said I was going to go back and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I just had a strange feeling because I was like, you know, this has happened all season, even though I've watched them all. I'm like, let me stick with it. So I just kind of ran my mouse cursor over the yeah over the time. I'm like, oh, there it is. So Oop. checked it out. I'm like, all right. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you're a better person than me. You, you I just think I used to it in the theaters. Like I, then, me too, but then you know, I was like nothing through one division, nothing through I was. You know, the first four episodes of this. I'm like Yeah, one division, I think episode six or seven is when they first when they started yeah. putting them on there. I was like Yeah, that, it gotta stick gotta just treat it like a movie. <laughs> it was very frustrating nonetheless. But that's fine. But now our listeners know if they haven't watched it. Keep that watching. they can to uh, stick around or whatever, scroll through until you get to it. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> first time. I think that was part of the first one where I was about to cut it off. And I said, nah, let me follow my gut. <laughs> yeah. Always. Yep. Always. Learn my lesson. <laughs> yep. Well, now I've learned mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You are up first today. All righty. So this first one ended up being like a kind of a last minute edition. So for some reason Saturday I was tired. I went to sleep when the sun was still out. And when yeah. I woke up, it was midnight. <laughs> so I was I stayed up pretty about another five hours. But within that, I started scrolling through prime and netflix just try to find something then i went to hulu and i come across animated movie from dc uh teen titans go versus teen titans so i was like you know i've never really watched anything other than like some of the some of the show of teen titans go so i decided to check it out um this was released 2019 september 24th runtime is only an hour and 17 minutes uh director is jeff uh mednikov mednikow and the voice cast, you have Scott Minville as Robin. Uh, it plays both two versions because you have your young Titans and you have your yep. older Titans. Hendon um, <clears throat> uh, Walt, Walsh as Starfire. Tara Strong as Raven. Greg, I guess that's Sipes as Beast Boy. Uh, Kerry Payton as Cyborg, which I remember him from Walking Dead. And he's yeah. also on, he made an appearance on um, Invincible. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson as uh, Trigon and Hexagon. And even Weird Al makes a pop-up in this yep. sure as a Gentleman Ghost. So basically, the comedic Teen Titans go uh, take on their serious counterparts. As <clears throat> take on their there are serious counterparts as villains from each of their worlds team up to pit the two Titans teams against each other. So the young Titans face off against gentleman ghost who has the ability to possess people. And he robs a bank while possessing a biker to get away. He takes possession of Robin's body 
and then eventually Starfire and then gets into Raven's body where he sees a safe and he goes in and there's a crystal. But, you know, curious, he touches it and it cracks and she has her evil, demonic, like pure evil uh, takes over and basically takes him, you know, takes him out. But in the process of this, you know, her dad finds out and tries to, I guess, because I don't know the history of them, but apparently he's been trying to recruit yeah. her to take over the world and she refuses and just decides to hang with her friends. So he devises a plan and disguises himself as the uh, head game master and uses a warlagog as a way to travel the different multiverse and find a different version of the Titans team to pit them against this Titan Go team. And that was pretty, it was pretty cool. It was, oh, heck um, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was just cool that, you know, it's the same cast. They didn't have like some kids playing, you know, they, they, they used the same, same cast to play them all. Right. And you got to see different versions of the Titans team, even the, like a Disney type version. Right. Uh, old super friends version. Um, that was just entertaining. Yeah. It's um, the one time DC decides to stick with the same characters to play the same roles. Right. They can stick to it in animated. Apparently, they just can't do it on the movie screen. It's, it's like, crazy. oh, no, we'll have two different flashes. It's almost like you just kind of wish the people behind their animated stuff would do the movies. If, But, I don't, but, but it's not, not sure if they'd be able to translate it well. I don't, don't know how that would work out. But um, I liked it. It was a cool movie to watch at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think I was going to watch the whole thing. I was just trying to find something that, you know, maybe I would just fall asleep on but it kept my interest um yeah so it's a good i remember i remember watching that and having a blast um if you get time i would definitely recommend watching the teen teens teen titans go exclamation point to the movies yeah it's freaking hilarious there are there are easter eggs and all kinds of just hilarious it's so funny it's uh, we watched it, I think, last year, and I talked about it because um, we did a family movie night uh, one night. It's, it was just hilarious. I absolutely loved it. And, you know, T-Titans go, the episode, just the regular episodes are only like 15 minutes long. Yeah, I've watched and, a couple of those. Yeah, but the, if you could find T-Titans go to the movies, I would recommend it. It's almost like a Jay and Silent Bob type of thing. Yeah. Like when... Uh, Jane Silent Bob strike back because they find out, you know, they're making a movie about them. Yeah. It's kind of like that. They they find out they're going to make a Warner Brothers is going to make a Teen Titans Go movie, and uh, so, so it's about them going to try and stop. It's it's hilarious. Okay. I it was it. on my it was on my I was planning to check it out when it came to theaters, but yeah, and I just never yeah, did, and I never be, got around to watch it. Yeah, if you could find it, I would recommend watching it. It's 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 a good time for sure. Okay, and it's definitely a good a good one, not just for. I mean, it's one of those animated movies that's great for kids and adults. Yeah, because adults will get a lot of the, a lot of, and they make fun of themselves. Like they they actually, because you know Warner Warner Brothers and DC is not really known for making you know, they're more serious you know everything's got to be serious nothing could be funny yeah but this movie really they take some liberty of making fun of themselves and 
I really appreciate it, you know, because of it. And I love it when they do that because they make fun of themselves for like the movie, you know, different, like the different variations of Batman movies yeah. and everything. Talk. I think they even made a joke about uh, Batman's nipple suit. Kind of like what they did with the Batman, the Lego Batman movie, whatever. Uh, yeah. Self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. But this one's even more like it's okay. like it's even funnier just because okay. um, they're the ones putting it out. So not I, if you can find it, definitely watch it. Um, yeah, for sure, because it's it's hilarious. Okay. I'll definitely try to do that. Yeah, <clears throat> that'll be my family movie recommendation because we watched a uh, family movie night because we actually got to have it this week instead of having to deal with hot water or having to deal with water heater issues. Um, we actually yeah. got to have family movie night. Um, so we, uh, so we watched, uh, Mulan, the live action Mulan, okay. which I, of course, had already seen and talked about, but I thought the kids would like it. So I was like, all right, so we'll watch. And I asked if that would be okay. I said, otherwise we can go watch Thunder Force, which is whichever, you know? So, um, so we watched Mulan and uh it did we did kind of start kind of late so i think that might have had to do some of why york might have fallen asleep during the last 30 minutes um but there is a lot more action you know it's obviously more action i told grayson ahead of time so now listen there's not going to be any music right. any music or dancing which considered different style of fighting dancing i guess but <laughs> there's no i said it's not like a an actual it's not that kind of disney movie <laughs> Um, but she liked it. Grayson stayed up the entire time and really enjoyed it. She said it was really good. York fell asleep. I think he was just tired. Um, he liked it because it didn't have the dragon and, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy's voice and whatever other animal there was. So he was happy. It was just a straightforward action. Right. Anyways, they enjoyed it. So there you go. There's our family movie night. Um, real quick. So the first movie I'm going to talk about, I'm because I'm trying to get all of these are going to be um, Academy Award nominated films for this year because I'm like if you don't know me then you don't <laughs> you don't really know me then you may not understand that I'm very much completist um, when it comes to Oscar nominated films I try and watch as many as many movies that's available to me. Yeah. So like I went out of my way to find all the documentary shorts and post them on our group page so I could watch them all. Um, or at least all the ones that were, you know, available to watch. Same thing with documentaries and with foreign language films. Try and watch as many of the ones that are available to us as possible. So the first one I'm gonna talk about is Crip Camp. It came out in uh, twenty twenty. It's available, came out March 25th, 2020 on Netflix. It's one hour, 46 minutes long. It's about a, uh, it's about, it's a documentary film that is down the road from Woodstock. A revolution blossomed at a ramshackle summer camp for teenagers with disabilities, transforming their lives and igniting a landmark movement. So it starts out, 
you get to know the you get to know these main characters that are disabled you know that it starts out kind of just them reminiscing about going to this camp for disabled teenagers and um the good times they had there and the friendships they made some of them have just physical you know uh, disabilities uh some of them have like cerebral palsy so it's not just physical but also um neurological issues as well mm-hmm. at this camp you know talks about them getting girlfriends making out and um and everything and it's it's just fun to watch i mean in that regard just you know just the joy of listening to these people that are now you know probably in their 50s or 60s at least 60s um having this sort of movement going through and they're in sharing their experiences so after uh yeah, after the camp's over they uh they end up some of the people end up protesting going to these protests because they're trying to get was legislation passed because some of them live in like new york or san francisco where there are subways but there are no ramps or elevators and they're in wheelchairs so how can they use the subway because there's no accommodations for them right. so they're trying to get legislation passed you know they're protesting and trying to get notice so that lawmakers can see their see what they're going you know they're see what they want to have uh done so basically what they're saying is we want legislation passed so that buildings will be accessible to disabled people either through either with ramps on like sidewalks uh, going into buildings elevators so part of the legislation is also you know like a college you know government properties colleges and colleges and government buildings well you know you know center you know congress really doesn't want to take that on because they see how much money it would cost to have to essentially install elevators you know that or you know put in ramps at colleges and government buildings and other places that you know it would take out of their budget yeah so they they pass a law but it but they don't enforce it is that a good way to put it i guess so basically they pass a law but it doesn't nobody does anything after it gets passed hence the more protesting so it gets to where a group of them oh, most of them from this camp um but are but live in different other parts of the country wind up in san francisco and basically will not leave the fourth floor of a government building basically doing like a sit-in yeah so what they do is they start cut the government starts cutting off because they obviously the optics of trying to take out disabled people by force is not good for optics so they essentially let them send there but then they start cutting off like water start cutting off electricity things and things of that nature yeah but what happens is that they're so well organized that you know they cut the phones off 
well, that's okay because they communicate. They've got people that are can only communicate via sign language, so they just communicate to the people outside using sign language. Ah. Telling them what they need. Like they, yeah. I mean, they're very smart. You know, trying to improvise and do and do things. They have um, different communities or people. You know, different people of the San Francisco community are bringing in food so they can eat, and they bring in like mattresses or pillows and blankets so they have a place so they can you know lay down and sleep yeah there's one person that uh is part of the black panther organization you know that gets in contact with with his you know brothers and they cater an entire uh i forgot how many meals for how many weeks but they were or how many days they catered like it was costing like hundreds and hundreds of dollars and like how how can you even afford this right like well it's part of our organization you know you're part of the organization you guys are all included you know this we're trying to invoke change through community action and that's what you guys are doing so you know y'all you know basically y'all are all one of us yeah it's a very moving and inspiring movie it is kind of heartbreaking too though just to see that that all this they had to go through all of this yeah. just to get simple things, just simple things like accommodate, simple accommodations like ramps. It's crazy. And yeah, you know, even later on, it went all the way into the mid seventies and I don't think it finally got fully, uh, you know, the bill, I, f- I forgot what it was. Was it in the nineties? I can't remember. They finally, you know, got everything installed. I'm like, I didn't think, because me personally, I'm like, well, I just assumed they'd always been there growing up. You know, it's one of those type of things. Yeah. So watching this kind of made me look back on my, you know, look back on my childhood and think about stuff like that. I'm like, I can't remember if there were or not, you know, it's kind of. Right. But now it's mandated, you know, everything has to. And the so, fact they have to do that is crazy. Like, not yeah, even the fact that people didn't. Yeah. You know, the fact takes, anybody would be against it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's going to cost money, but, you know. It's necessary. It's a necessity, yes, yeah. for these people to be, and especially if you want people to be, you know, um, re- contributing to right. the, you know. The economy. It's like you, know, you want the their economy. money, if you, you want to get to the places. Not only that, if you want, you know, if you want them to either go places, but also to go to work. Yes. Like, if you want these people to work, how are you going to expect them to go to work if they can't get into work or get right. to work? So, very moving, very, I mean, it's very well done. Great interviews. Um, there are subtitles just because some of the people do have trouble speaking due to their disability. Yeah. So, there are subtitles, but it's, I'm straight. I mean, it's a great film. I was watching this and I was like, you know, my, I, my heart was just going out to these people and I was so proud you know also proud for what they did you know and that and you know the kind of change they positive change and no violence funny how things used to work a legit peaceful (laughs) protest yeah so anyways um so that's crip camp it's on netflix it is nominated for best documentary film you're up next all right, so <clears throat> next movie, it's on uh, Netflix. It's called Synchronic. Uh, it came out October 23rd, 2020. It's an hour and 42 minutes long and has 
two directors, uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Stars Anthony Mackie, as we talked about earlier, uh, plays Falcon in Falcon Winter Soldier in MCU movies galore. Yep. You have uh, <clears throat> Jamie Dornan, who we remember as Christian Grey from the Fifty Shades movies. I've only seen one of them, so that's the only reason I, I recognized I rem- him. <laughs> I remember him from, I think it's The Fall, which is also, I think, on Netflix with Joanne Anderson. Nah, it's a limited that. series. It's a limited series. It's good. I would rec- I would rather you watch that than the Fifty Shades movie to actually see him be a good actor. Yeah, he's pretty good in this. Um, <clears throat> have uh, Ali Ionides from I remember from Into the Badlands. He plays Brianna. Let's see. Anthony Mackie plays Steve, and Jamie plays Dennis. So it's about two New Orleans paramedics whose lives are ripped apart after they encounter a series of horrific deaths linked to a designer drug with bizarre and otherworldly effects. So Steve and Dennis are paramedics, but they're also best friends. Steve's more of a ladies man. He just kind of, you know, he's single, so he's doing what he pleases. And but he's a decent guy. You know, he's not really disrespectful, but he, he has yeah. a lot of women interaction. Uh, Dennis is more of a family man. He's married, wife, has an 18-year-old daughter, and then a newborn. But their marriage is kind of going through it right now. Uh, so they get several calls that they go to as paramedics. And it's either people dying in strange ways, or they've been left completely spaced out just not knowing what's going on. And it's all linked to this new designer drug called Synchronic. And some of the things that they encounter are mysterious snake bites, not being able to find a snake. It's a snake that's not even known to be in this area, but somehow has, you know, bite bit this one woman. Um, <clears throat> you had a man who was stabbed with a very long sword that's not of this time. Okay. And then, you know, a random body that just happened to fall down an elevator shaft for unknown reasons, but linked to this drug that they've taken. So, as I said, you got Dennis who's going through his marital issues. His daughter's 18. She's wanting to move away for college. And, you know, that's how things are going for him. But Sam, he finds out he has a tumor on his pineal gland. And on top of that, his gland is different. Like, with him being as old as he is, it should be calcified. But his is more similar to a teenager's so you know but it's inoperable so he's got that going for him um so one of the calls they get is like possible od for this teenage party and it just so happens that dennis's daughter brianna was there and she's missing and it just so happens synchronic was being used there so steve decides to go to one of the smoke shops and buys out all of their synchronic that they have left which is maybe around 10, 10 packs. And he's encounters this man who wants to buy it off of him to buy it for like $2,000. And he's like, nah, man, you need to, you know, be glad that I'm buying this. Don't take it because people are dying. Right. And this guy eventually breaks into his house, but he reveals that he's the chemist that created Synchronic. And he realizes the effects that it has on people. And, you know, he's been going around trying to buy out all the places that he sold to, to get it off the street because it's dangerous. And he reveals that um, 
you know, kids because their pineal gland is young and hadn't calcified, when they take it, it causes them to time travel. Okay. It's a little little trippy in that. So, you know, Steve decides to, to take it to see if there's any truth to it. One, because his pineal gland is not uh, matured. We'll just say that. Gotcha. <laughs> and he's got, so it actually ends up sending him back in time to like the time with Spanish conquistadors. And that's a nice little sequence where when he takes it and it takes effect, his whole house turns into like a swampland and okay. got trees, forests, got an alligator. He even touches the tree where, you know, it's, it's actual physical, like he's there. And then there's a, a soldier, Spanish conquistador, that actually tries to attack him with a sword, but the effects wears off and he's taken back to his time and in his living room again. But the sword actually made contact with his floor. You see the blade, you know. And it kind of reminded me of the book Kindred that I was reading where the main character, Dana, gets pulled back in time to like antebellum yeah. times because of the kid there is linked to her. And anytime he's in danger, you know, she goes back. But it kind of reminded me of that, where take this drug, depending on where you are, whether it's your house or, right, you know, because when he's sitting on his couch, he gets taken back to that time. He moves to a certain area on his floor and he goes to like the Ice Age. He sees a woolly mammoth, encounters a caveman. And <clears throat> then another time he goes back to more of like slave time where he's, his house is now this, this um, I guess, this uh, slave master's house. And, you know, he has to run off. But what he learns is by moving from where he here where he was in the house, when the when the effects wear off, he's basically stuck there. You base you have to keep contact with where you originally left and arrived from. So okay. gotcha. So it's like a what do you call it? Like a uh, checkpoint almost. Like you have to yeah, got to return to that point yeah. once it wears off. Otherwise, you're stuck. Dang. So he starts running various tests because he's kind of into physics so he's trying to figure out a way to use this to find brianna okay. and that's basically what the rest of the movie is for him and then dennis is going through his uh, marital issues because his wife feels like he's not doing enough to try to find their daughter and she's okay. resenting him for it okay and it it's a pretty interesting movie it's, it's it's pretty trippy um i do recommend checking it out if you have time um it's not like a must see but i feel like it, it's interesting well it's on netflix so i mean it's, yeah so if you yeah, got uh, it if you want something it. that's not depressing like i've been watching yeah it's not it, it, it's a little sad but it's not like but it's an action movie. it's entertaining it's not a depressing drama of some sort mm, not really it's more sci-fi and okay well, there's, yeah. some com- there's some comedy in it uh sci-fi elements um but it was just I I didn't know what what to expect from it when I checked it out. I just saw it and well, I've seen it for it. rent and like on iTunes and I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it on iTunes and then when I saw it was coming to Netflix, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely yeah. gonna probably watch it then. Um, to borrow a quote from York, um, basically anything we watch now. Why are they trying to take? Why are they trying to steal things from Assassin's Creed? This totally looks like something that would happen in Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I mean that's. Speaking of that, I was actually trying to trying to kind of plan that yesterday, so it did remind it kind of put you in mind of that too. Yeah. Only you know they're not taking possession of another person's body. Of course, or, yeah. And of course I'm I'm thinking no man, 
This movie's way better than the Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> I hadn't even seen that, so I don't uh, I need, I, I'll, I've I'll heard. Probably, I will probably we I will probably rewatch it with him. <laughs> so obviously. Yeah. Um so yeah. But yeah, it, it's a cool movie. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably check it out too. Yeah. Once once this week is over and I can get back to the normal <laughs> non-depressing things. Yeah. No. That's I mean, I will say this one is kind of sad. I'll just say that. It has a sad right. moment. I mean, but it's a sci-fi movie and it's going to yeah. be sci-fi, which you know, yeah. it's be fun escapism as opposed to Yeah. You can you kind of see where it's going to go, but it's a it's a cool journey. Okay. Um all right. So, my next one also on Netflix because that's where most of stuff I've been able to find is on. Because uh, they even have an Oscar 2020 nominee tab you can click on, and then it has all of them. It just makes it yeah. so much easier. So I just kept going through, and then I go, oh, look, I've watched them all. Yay. Yeah. Um, so the next one I'm talking about is The Life Ahead, the original title. In Italian is La Vita Devante e Se. I think I did okay on that. Um, it is uh, it's PG-13, hour and 34 minutes long, came out in 2020. In, a seaside, in seaside Italy, a Holocaust survivor with a daycare business takes in a 12-year-old street kid who recently robbed her. Starring Sophia Loren, directed by her son, Eduardo Ponti, and also starring Ibrahima uh, Gouye as Momo, Renato Carpentieri as Dr. Cohen, and Abril Zamora as Loa. That's kind of the... And Babak Karimi as uh, Hamill, or probably Hamill. Uh, Sophia Loren plays Madame Rosa, who, again, uh, is a Holocaust survivor. Dr. Cohen had taken in Momo after he came uh, to him because his parents had passed. So he was an orphan. Dr. Cohen was taking him in. But Momo was going around and basically robbing people and then trying to go sell it to a fence. Yeah. Uh, basically one of his, one of the fences, other, I what do you call them? Soldiers. I don't know what you call it. Other people, you know, working for him. Basically it was because Momo was so young. He uh, basically told him, you know, take that trash out of here. We don't need it. Go away, go away. And so he comes back and he's trying to hide it, but the doctor finds it. And Momo's, lying to him essentially and so he, he takes him over to madame rosa who turns out that's whose house he had robbed hmm. to return the items and apologize and she ends up uh and basically not accepting his apology and or you know trying to accept but he won't you know he's being a 12 year old so he's being kind of a, kind of being a well a 12 year old about it so yeah 
And so they, the Dr. Cohen ends up kind of getting fed up and then asks Madame Rosa to watch him for a couple of weeks. Um, just in t- cause, um, just for a little bit for him. She first refuses. She finally ends up giving in. And there's another boy that she's ha- that he's having to essentially share a room with. And he doesn't really, you know, he basically tries to bully him off the bed because he can kind of tell he's kind of weak. Yeah. And kind of a pushover. So he's being a little D-bag. Um, he ends up going back to the fence and basically getting a job selling drugs and making money, saving it up. And, um, but Madame Rosa kind of has an idea what's going on, but not completely sure. They end up starting to bond, you know, through different scenarios and whatnot, you know, different, uh, events that they go through. And, at uh there's one point where momo and the and and losef uh who's the other boy end up uh finding her madame rosa out in the rain sitting by the laundry just kind of staring off into the void and not responding to them and then finally just all of a sudden boom she's back and she starts yelling at him well, this is just kind of the beginning uh it starts becoming a little more frequent and then comes to find out that she's um been diagnosed with like dementia so she's forgetting things she's forgetting who people are where they're at and then when she tries to you know when she comes back you know kind of to her normal self then she's kind of yelling so momo's trying to take care of her you know the roles are kind of switched now now he's the one taking care of her and it's a very moving movie it it's you know it's in uh it's subtitled it is very good sophia loren what's amazing and i i in the little boy too uh ibrahima guye i thought they were putting both put in outstanding performances i'm actually kind of surprised sophia loren didn't get nominated for this but I mean, it was it was really good. Um, it is also Oscar nominated, but it's not for foreign language film, which I'm actually kind of surprised about. It's nominated for best uh, original song, uh, Lucy, Lucy. Um, I think it's the Diane Warren song that won Golden Globes. I think, when I if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, kind of surprised it didn't get nominated for more uh i know it had a weird release uh release date because of covid so let's see here yeah like uh apparently like many netflix funded productions it was originally intended for the for it to be uh, given a limited theatrical run a few weeks before its uh, debut netflix debut in order to make it eligible for award season and to generate publicity in the press. However, that plan had to be abandoned because of the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020, and the film was sent straight or went straight to streaming instead. However, also because of COVID, the film was deemed still eligible for most 
Theatrical Film Awards and has been nominated for 2020 Film uh, Film Year Oscars, among other awards. However, only nominated for Best Song, though, which yeah. it's kinda, to me is kind of lame. Um, this was Sophia Loren's first feature film uh, acting role since 2010. She also appeared in a 2014 short film. It's her third movie under the direction of her son, Eduardo Ponti. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's very, uh, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. It's not one I would have sought out, but after watching it, I was glad I did for sure. So that is the life ahead. And, uh, again, nominated for best original song. Alrighty. <clears throat> so my last movie finally got to check out the movie Nobody, which came out March twenty-sixth of twenty twenty one. It's an hour and thirty-two minutes. So good sweet spot time. Yes. Uh directed by Ilya Nashuler. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got that right. <laughs> uh starring <laughs> uh Bob Odenkirk as Hutch. Connie Nielsen as Becca, that's his wife. I uh, have Alexei Sarabryakov as Julian. Uh, the Rizza as Harry, who's his half-brother. Um, so I think there was an adoption there somewhere. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> um, Michael Ironside as Eddie. Colin Salmon as the barber. And... Christopher Lloyd as David, who play, who's uh, Hutch's dad. Uh, according to IMDb, it's about a bystander who intervenes to help a woman being harassed by a group of men becomes the target of a vengeful drug lord. <laughs> so Hutch is basically, you know, seemingly a normal guy, goes to work every day, has his coffee before and during work, breakfast with his family. Um... You know, him and his wife, it's kind of weird. He comes home at night and they lay next to each other, but there's like a pile of pillows between them. So obviously there's no intimacy there. Something something broke at some point. But um, but randomly, his house gets broken into. So he goes to confront them and, you know, he grabs a golf club and whatnot to defend himself. And one of the burglars draws a gun on him. But his son, taking initiative, tackles one of them and gets one of them in the chokehold. And even though he has to, even though Hutch has to drop on one of the others to take him out with the golf club, he hesitates and just says, let him go. And so lets them go. And, of course, there's resentment from the family, especially his son, because after he lets the burglar go, he gets punched for his troubles. And he just, you know, mad. Everybody just kind of, and the story spreads, you know, it's Neighbor knows about it. His coworkers knows about it. He works for this company that his father-in-law owns and um, brother-in-law works at. So his brother-in-law kind of takes exception to him doing what he did and gives him a gun. So like, you know, protect my sister, you know, which obviously you want your sister to be taken care of. But um, so but what t- what sets him off is his daughter has a bracelet that she likes that may have gotten stolen by these burglars. So he goes to try to find them. And as they show in the trailer, he's on the 
on the bus and these guys come on and start harassing people and harass this young lady. And so he locks himself in and decides to take him on. The only difference, you know, of course, this is made by, um, I think it's written by the same writer for John Wick. Oh, okay. So there's some similarities here, but the difference is instead of Hutch being like an instant badass yeah. taking these people on, um, he's obviously missed a step or two. So as much as he dishes it, he gets it too. So he gets yeah. beaten down. Um, but in the process, he severely injures one of the guys who happens to be not the son, but the brother of a Russian bio, uh, drug lord. Oh, okay. And that kind of sets things off with them coming after him. And, you know, it's, it's again, it's similar to John Wick, where he's basically living a normal life, a life that he wanted. But obviously he can't live that anymore because these people came to his home and he's got to take them out. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's it's good. I feel like it would be a good book in, you know, like I was reading. a, I didn't read the whole article, but the, the caption said that the director of this did say that maybe there would be a crossover between this character and John Wick at some point, possibly. OK, so, be interesting. But I just I like the fact that he wasn't just you know, able to just fight, you know, like how John was just yeah. going for, you know, it he's was kind of like a buildup. It was more he's like a, it was, yeah. yeah, it's like, a, it's like a buildup, you know, you see like yeah. he's, he's trying to relearn his skill set and, you know, he, he, he gets beaten down, but he comes back stronger basically. Right. And, um, it was cool to see his, it's kind of like an RPG game where you start off low level then as you progress, you start adding things to your, your, your yeah, repertoire basically. And so, you know, it's not, it's a lot, like, the action is, builds up toward the end. Then you gotcha. get your big John Wick style stuff at the end. Yeah. Um, but um, I liked it. Just cool. to keep it simple. It was enjoyable. Um, I like the differences between this and, again, John Wick. I'm bringing it up a lot because it's, 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 there's a lot of similarities. It's, it's, it's a lot of similarities in this. And, um, but it's still worth checking out. Okay. And, um. Yeah. Did but, you ever watch uh, Death Wish, the Bronson version, mm-hmm. the original? No. Okay. No. I'm not. You can find that, check that out, and see what you think comparison-wise. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, Death Wish was actually, from what I remember, um, based on a true story <laughs> um, where a guy, uh, you know, basically someone broke into his house, raped his raped his wife and then killed her and then in front of him and then he survived and then he goes after him. Yeah. You know, he's just some nobody basically street vigilante and they ended up making what four movies, I think with him. And then, uh, then they made was the one with Bruce Willis, which I have not watched. Um, I think Eli Ross directed that one too, but I may try and find it. It's on streaming. I'll watch it. Yeah. yeah. Just see the difference, but that seems like a lot, you know, a lot of the similar premise of these other two movies. Okay. So I'm, I'm curious, um, but it's very 70s. Let's put it that way. So it's, it's yeah. I think my, my grandmother was into watching a lot of Charles Bronson movies. So surprisingly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My grandmother, her and I would watch Van Damme movies. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Because I'd go rent them, and you know, at the time we. I guess we had two different places, but I'd see if she wanted to watch them. And we, I forgot which one we watched. 
I know it was really weird because I think her and I want son nowhere to run with uh, Van Damme and Patricia Arquette. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to it's the weirdest thing. I think about seeing movies and, you know, and who you see them with and the different stories. <laughs> and you kind of think of, you know, like, especially with like my grandparents, the movies they went and saw with me. Looking back, I'm more embarrassed now that they went to go see these with me. Um, but I love them so much for going and sitting through them. Yeah. Um, so in Nowhere to Run, there's a shower scene where Patricia Arquette, or sorry, not Patricia, Rosanna Arquette, the other one, uh, is in the shower. And there's like boobs just there, you know, and just, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is awkward seeing this with my <laughs> grandmother at a movie theater. Okay. And then, you know, we also went and saw Titanic together. Boobs right there. Boobs. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my god, I gotta quit going to the movies with my grandmother because that's just all. <laughs> it's a trend. <laughs> it's a trend, and it's like the most embarrassing thing. And you're like, <laughs> <clears throat> I think about that sometimes. I'm like, oh, this is so embarrassing. Looking back on that now. Yeah. Uh. And with my grandfather was always like weird action movies. Like we, like him and I went and saw Judgment Night with Dennis. Dennis Leary, Jeremy Piven, Stephen Dorff, Amelia Westvez, Cuba Gooding Jr. Like, all-star cast. Yeah. And I really wanted to go see it, but I couldn't because it was rated R. So my grandfather took me. He said he liked it, but I seriously doubt that he actually liked it. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. It's like, yeah, it was good. I'm like... It's probably one of those awkward, like, it's yeah, so weird. Sure, it's good. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah. And I haven't watched it in forever. I'm sure it does not hold up, but I used to have the soundtrack and everything. Yeah. Uh, on cassette. But yeah, it was, uh, but it's funny, just different movie experiences with your parents and grandparents. And, uh, <laughs> and that's, that's going to be one of those things I always remember is that me and my grandmother tend to watch movies where there's just going to be boobs. Just right on out there. Uh, all right. So, for my second to last one, I'm probably not going to spend too much time on these last two because I want to get be sure we get through them all. Um, I watched on Hulu the uh, the documentary film Collective. This movie is nominated for Best Foreign Language Film and Best Documentary. It's nominated for both. Cool. Yeah, it's cool that they... That's smart thinking, actually. Yeah. So, Collective is... Uh, it says it came out in 2019, but I bet it didn't get released until 2020. Or something like that. I don't know. Uh, it's not rated. It's an hour and 49 minutes long. Director Alex Nanau follows a crack team of investigators at the Romanian newspaper Gazeta Sportulier as they try to uncover a vast healthcare fraud that enriched moguls and politicians and led to the deaths of innocent citizens. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's another, it's another happy cheerful moment. movie. Yep. Yeah. Another happy movie. <laughs> because it's a, uh, because it is Romanian, it is subtitled. <laughs> yeah. uh, not dubbed or anything like that, but it is subtitled. Well, I did mean uh, mean to mention that uh, The Life Ahead, the previous one I talked about, 
you can if you go on Netflix, you can actually change the uh, the audio to English. It is voice dubbed, but I actually so I did that and still did I did voice dub and still had subtitles on just in case because I wanted to see how it translated. Right. So, <laughs> it was interesting. Anyways, uh, this is just subtitled. So basically, in 2015, the fire at the at Bucharest uh, Collective Club. Uh, leaves 27 dead and 180 injured. Soon, more burn victims begin dying in hospitals from wounds that were not life-threatening. Then a doctor blows the whistle to a team of investigative journalists. One revelation leads to another as the journalists start to uncover vast health care fraud. When a new health minister is appointed, he offers unprecedented access to his efforts to reform the corrupt system but also to the obstacles he faces. Following journalists, whistleblowers, burn victims, and government officials, Collective is an uncompromising look at the impact of investigative journalism at its best. That's one thing I really loved about this documentary was you see this new health minister come in. This is basically thrown in his lap. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, this is unacceptable. This has to get fixed. You know, he's not he's not like a politician, like a politician, politician where they're going to like try and spin it. Yeah. He's like, well, no, this is a legit problem. We need to fix this. We need to figure out we're going to do this, this and this and this without actually conferring with like the prime minister of their, you know, Romania or however. I forgot how their systems um, set up. So. It's about the journalist, you know, still uncovering uncovering the different fraud, you know, healthcare frauds, and bringing the evidence to to the uh, health minister yeah. attention, and that about him trying to do whatever he possibly can, but also with the government kind of ve- not really vetoing, it, but putting the kibosh on a lot of it. So he has to be more inventive in his thinking and how to get things passed and things right. Right. It's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch and to see basically multiple sides of this of this issue being tackled by you know by its respect by the journalists by the by the victims as well as the government officials that are trying to help. And not trying to cover up, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, or be like, you know, you're just, you know, like a stay in your lane type of thing. It started off kind of slow for me, mainly because I'm, I was, I think, but that's more of a me thing, not really a film thing. For me, just, I don't know, maybe I wasn't just in the right mindset. So I was trying to get myself there. Yeah. You know, so I can really kind of give it my full attention. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so he. Uh, so it was just me trying to get there and try and figure out, you know, once I was all in, I was like, OK, this is really like it really does pull you into the story. And it really the documentary does a good job trying, you know, keeping your interest and trying to get, you know, it's a good pacing throughout <laughs> and. It really does hold your interest. I could see why it's nominated for a documentary. I'm glad it got do- nominated for a foreign language film, too. Yeah. Uh, I know. I think Sebastian Stan 
either I don't know if he had I don't know if he produced like was a producer on it, but I know he helped kind of push for the movie because he's of Romanian descent and I didn't even know that. <laughs> so apparently he left Romania. So I don't know how old he was because I haven't fully engulfed myself into that story because I was too interested in the story of the film. He's not in the film, but I think he had some behind the scenes uh, assistance, I guess you could say, with yeah. it. You know, as far as getting it, getting it out there. So apparently, the director offered to leave his footage on the of the Sports Gazette uh, newsroom at at the uh, during the shoot in order to protect the journalists and whistleblowers. The journalists trusted the director to safeguard the footage in multiple unknown places. Um, whoops. It is the uh, first Romanian film nominated for an Academy Award as Best Foreign Language Film and Best, or is actually the first Romanian language film nominated for any Academy Award, let alone two gat- categories. Because Best International and Best Documentary. Yeah. Romania had its next cycle of legislative and local elections in 2020, four years after the election depicted in this film, in which the Social Democratic Party regained power in a few months after this film's release in Romania. After the December 2020 legislative elections, a coalition of parties opposed to the PSD formed a government. Some were new parties founded on anti-corruption platforms, while others were older center-right parties. Vlad, we'll just, Vlad the health minister, I'm not going to try and say the last name. Nope. Uh, who features prominently in this film as health minister for the temporary nonpartisan government is health minister again as the member of the, uh, of the PLUS. Meanwhile, in the September 2020 local elections, Nikusor Den, uh, the founder of USR, defeated PSD's Gabriela Ferreri, Fiera, to become mayor of Bucharest. Fiera uh, also features prominently in this film as an opponent to of uh, Vlad, the health minister's new health policies. So it, it was one of former President Barack Obama's 14 favorite films of 2020. So, and it's on, uh, yeah, so it's on Hulu. I recommend if you like investigative reporting, especially, you know, uh, docu documentary style investigative reporting. I would recommend watching this. It's very good. I really enjoyed it. So that's collective. And then lastly, because I squeezed this one in because <laughs> I was able to because um, I was on a roll is News of the World starring Tom Hanks and Helena Zingle. It's uh, it's at Redbox currently and on VOD. It's PG-13, an hour and 58 minutes long. And it's directed by Paul Greengrass. A Civil War veteran agrees to deliver a girl taken by the Kiowa people years ago to her aunt and uncle against her will. They travel hundreds of miles and face grave dangers as they search for a place that either can call home. 
basically five years after the end of the Civil War, Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd, uh, played by Tom Hanks, a veteran of three wars, now moves from town to town as a nonfiction storyteller, sharing the news of presidents and queens, glorious feuds, devastating catastrophes, and gripping adventures from the far reaches of the globe. On the plains of Texas, he crosses paths with Joanna, a 10-year-old taken, by, taken in by the Kiowa people six years earlier and raised as one of their own. Joanna, hostile to the world she's never experienced, is being returned to her biological aunt and uncle uh, against her will. Kid agrees to deliver the child where, she, where the law says she belongs. As they travel hundreds of miles into the unforgiving wilderness, the two will face tremendous challenges of both human and natural forces as they search for a place that either can call home. So, there you go. Basically, Tom Hanks goes around and reads the news to people that'll pay 10 cents to listen to him. And he's very good because he's a great orator. It's, so, this movie is nominated for four Academy Awards for Best Center Photography, Best Original Score by James Newton Howard, uh, Production Design, and Sound. It's beautifully shot. It looks wonderful. Tom Hanks sounds like Woody the entire time. All I hear is, <laughs> all I'm picturing is Woody getting up there doing this. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I'm hearing is just Woody the entire time. Because it's the same voice. He doesn't change it or lower it. It's just, all it is is Woody. Wow. I was I was legit waiting for him to say, I got a snake in my boot. That's like <laughs> the only thing that was missing out of this movie. Um. Helena Zingle, I can see why she got nominated for a Golden Globe for her role as Joanna. She does a really good job uh, as, you know, for her character. And, yeah, it's not a bad movie. It's it's entertaining. Uh, it's n- not one I've been dying to watch. Um, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not bad. So, I would definitely... Um, if you like Tom Hanks and you haven't seen it yet, I would recommend. Sure, watch it. I mean, it's good. It's it's a good film. It's not bad. It's not one of my favorites. Um, obviously, I wasn't really seeking it out, but it's on the Oscar nominated list. I remember watching the trailer, going, "Yeah, this looks okay." Yeah. Um. But it's yeah, it's good acting, beautifully shot. Music's music's okay. I, and uh. Production design, I could see that for sure. Sound, I guess. Um, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Use it movie. And that's it for my films. Uh, trailers, we got the new Fast 9 trailer. Going to space, bro. Or yep. at least atmosphere. Right. And <laughs> in, in scuba gear, it looks like. <laughs> I was gonna go ahead and enter the Transformers. Come on with right. it. <laughs> no man, it's Jurassic Park. Remember? Jurassic I think I shared that. I think I shared that article. They wouldn't be opposed to doing a Jurassic doing World. a crossover. Yeah, doing a crossover with Jurassic World. I'm like, why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? So, but yeah, that's it. Looks over the top and amazing. I don't yeah. like Michelle Rodriguez's short hair. I'm like, oh, is she going to college? <laughs> get your little college bob going on okay yeah i was like because i first went who, who is that 
Is it a new character? No. No, it's just my... Oh. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it just doesn't look super great with short hair. Maybe it's just an adjustment for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, John Cena, Dom's brother, huh? That was never mentioned at any point in any time. In any time. <laughs> so he uh, really did just forget about him. It's like uh, more or less, yeah. 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 Well, you know, adopted. <laughs> that's what I'm waiting to hear. Adopted. He's adopted. Yeah. One kind of, of them is. <laughs> you know, a Thor and Loki moment. He's adopted. Yeah. <laughs> then you see Helen, it's like, oh, maybe it was actually Thor that was adopted. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, then Army of the Dead. That looks yes. interesting. Yep. Yeah. I knew you'd be right up your alley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coming to Netflix. And Smart Zombies. So. Yes. Yeah. Then, uh, lastly, when it came out this morning that I sent to your phone and shared on our page already, our group page, uh, the next Marvel movie after Black Widow, maybe, I guess we'll see. I'm still saying maybe until it, it's, <laughs> until it comes out in theaters and Disney or Disney plus I'm saying maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shang-Chi and is it the legend of the 10 rings? I think it's something like that. Something so. in the 10 rings. I think it's legend. Of the Ten Rings. Dun, dun, dun. We get an actual Mandarin this time? Right. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> and yeah. then Legend of the Ten Rings, yeah. Yeah. That looks good. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm ready. Sure. Why not? Bring it on. <laughs> yep. Bring it on, bro. So at least we won't have to wait so long for it. You know, it's like, okay, it's within this year. It's not hopefully it doesn't get pushed back. Right. Cross fingers. Yeah. Cause I saw Last night I saw a post, someone had all the dates for the DC movies, mm-hmm. and basically the Suicide Squad, you know, coming in a few months, and then, like, five movies in 2022. Yeah. Uh, let's see, The Batman, Shazam, uh, what was it, Shazam, I forgot that title was Shazam or something Fate of the Gods or something like that and let's see and then Black Adam let's see like two more it's like Aquaman 2 and one more uh, but yeah yeah so I guess we'll see <laughs> oh Flash that was the other one Flash okay. Flash point well at least with Marvel we've got TV shows that's held us over Yep. For a minute. So now yeah. supposedly next month is when Black Widow comes out, which is why Loki doesn't come out till June. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I'm looking forward to all those things. More excited about Fast Nine than anything, 'cause Yeah. Waiting I'm waiting to see where Han the Sniper has been. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, he was barbecue. I'm playing some Call of Duty. Okay, all right. Eating some chips. Barbecue. Some Call of Duty. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. man. It's okay. We've just been saving the world. <laughs> You're over here playing, playing Hitman. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yes, and the car was my brother that you didn't know I had. Yeah. <laughs> it blew up. Like, yes, ah, exactly. Okay, okay. cool. <laughs> uh, Better luck next time. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's amazing. I can't wait to hear the 
reasoning behind this. And they go, well, yeah, of course. Makes yeah. perfect sense in this world. That's all I said when I saw the first tra- trailer. Please make it make some kind of sense or be entertaining enough to where, yes. like, all right, yeah. All right, I can see that happening, <laughs> you know. Even if it's, like, some stupid, ridiculous, like, reason, and then he just looks to the camera and then winks, and then that's it. That's I'm okay with that, even. It's like, of course that happened. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So. All right, man. Well, I guess that is it. Academy Awards Sunday. We'll have Academy Awards special dropping out midweek. So everybody can hear our thoughts on who we think, you know, will win, should win. And go from there. Yeah. Help you uh, make your decisions. And then, yeah, Academy Awards Sunday and then big wrap up probably Monday. Next episode. Whoop, whoop. All right. Cool beans. All right. Well, for my exceptionally amazing host. Patrick Terry. Yeah. And then there's me. (laughs) Um, We will see you guys after the Oscars. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.